0: The overarching theme for this vision builders everyone matters. The essence of vision builders is that we would amplify the name of Jesus around this city and around this globe. And who knows, in these times on the earth, there is nothing more important than lifting up the name of Jesus that all men would be drawn unto him, right? And who knows, it's the very heart of heaven that everyone matters. God is so kind. He's so good. He sees us all seated here tonight. He understands the burdens and the cares and the dreams and the desires and the wrestles of our heart. He understands them all. He leans into earth and he listens. And everyone matters to him. Everyone matters so much that he sent a part of himself. He literally took apart, cut it out of his heart and sent his own son down to earth to reconcile mankind to himself because everyone matters so much to him. Who knows our God is just is love personified in Jesus Christ, right? We know how to love when we watch Jesus on the earth and read the stories. He's so beautiful. And, you know, I've found such contentment and freedom in extending the kingdom of heaven on the earth, in building the house of God. Honestly, I just think back, um, particularly to pre-children phase and just the um, self-absorbed mental gymnastics I used to get caught up in. What a waste of time. Honestly, in focusing outside myself, I find such freedom, um, such joy, such satisfaction. Um, Vision builders, this is just... For me, this is like the highlight of the year, to come and be a part of the answer, because I really love the house of God. In fact, if I had a life scripture, it would have to be, zeal for your house, it consumes me. Who else can relate? Oh, how beautiful, how magnificent is the house of God. I'll never grow familiar with it. It is literally the gateway from heaven to earth, this place, the miracles, the transformed lives. And that's what Vision Builders is really about watching lives get transformed in the atmosphere of the house of God. You and I, we are two of them, we are many of them in this room, are we not? We've been touched by heaven's great love and it's changed who we are and I'm grateful for that. Why don't we just thank God that we know him tonight, that we've encountered that love, that we've been set free and raised up to life. So good. Galatians 5.13 says, For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. This is the greatest life, that we know of freedom in him, and out of that we serve one another. Uh, Bill Johnson says that Jesus is perfect theology. Right? Right? He is just the outworking of God through man on heaven. And we look to him as an example, right? And his whole life was about serving people, was it not? Breathe in, breathe out, serving people. Got up in the morning, prayed, went to be with his father. A life poured out uh, for serving mankind. It's so beautiful. Literally in the ultimate sacrifice on the cross, a life given to serving one another. It's beautiful. What a great example. Colossians three two says, And set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on earth. Who knows? There are just so many fickle, mundane little things that can preoccupy us if we let them. They're just waiting there to take our attention. If it's not social media or TV, it's the bills, it's the kids' needs, wants, desires, and other. It's all these things coming in to, to eclipse our attention. And who knows that focus... Is a very potent thing because our very productivity comes out of our focus. So, what we're giving ourselves to is very important in church. It's the prayer of my heart for myself, as much for us corporately here at Silverwater, that we would be eclipsed with heaven's burden. We would not just to be about earthly functions and needs and deals, but there would be something in us that we would be able to live up above, higher over those things, that we would have a heavenly perspective, that we would be a, a part of bringing heaven to earth through our humble lives. You know, God isn't asking for perfect lives. He's asking for lives that are offered in a sacrifice to Him. It doesn't matter if they're broken and cracked and chipped and imperfect and flawed, as long as they're surrendered on this altar for Him to move through and breathe through and extend His love to others through. We don't have to be perfect, friends join the club. We've all got a deal. We've all got a thorn in our side. I'm here to celebrate the thorn in our side tonight. It's okay to have a thorn in your side as long as you're on the altar with the thorn in your side, right? Just keep your life surrendered so that he could do something magnificent through your life. It's not about who we are. It's about who he is reflected through our lives in Jesus' mighty name. We're called away from self-oriented living. Living for self is small. It's teeny tiny, tiny. It's micro. It's unfruitful. It takes us in circles around the mountain. I don't know about you, but I've found myself going around the mountain at different times in my life, and it's not a fruitful place. It's not a pretty place. It's not a productive place. And you know the clock is ticking. There is. There is an end time on our life. You know, the Bible says that this life is but a breath and the clock is ticking. And I just want to know that this breath that is my life and as the clock ticks, I just want to know that those minutes count, that those hours count, that they're poured out for a heavenly cause, not just for my own satisfaction. As the clock is ticking, I pray that these minutes would be measured and they would not be found wanting, right? And we all have that invitation We're all invited to a greater cause, a heavenly cause. And really, that's what Vision Builders is it's about adopting heaven's cause and letting it be our heartbeat, taking on the burden of heaven for the salvation of mankind, and saying, I will bring my part. I don't have to bring the whole pie, I'll bring a part of the pie. I can bring my humble contribution, my little sacred sacrifice, and I'll be a part of your answer, Lord. I'm not everything. I don't have all the answers, but that's perfectly acceptable. Just bring your part of the pie, and together we are better together, right? We can accomplish more together. I mean, look at these things that we can accomplish together. Never in my wildest dreams could I accomplish one of these on my own, but together we are accomplishing profound things around this city. Listen to one of them. Blessing a thousand struggling households with Christmas hampers and presents. That's little kids that otherwise wouldn't have a gift on Christmas that get to wake up and some church somewhere brought a gift to my doorstep so that on this Christmas with my humble family in our humble home, I would know kindness on Christmas. Tell me that's not worth celebrating. Isn't that beautiful? Shouldn't this be the house of God? Isn't this what the house of God is for? Isn't this what it should be known for? It's beautiful. Everyone matters. You know, friends, everyone matters. There was a time when you really mattered, where God pursued you, where he saw you and he went after you. Do you remember that moment where your life took a 180 degree turn and you found yourself in relationship with Jesus Christ? What a moment, hey? What a life-changing moment. Well, I was in um, Brisbane recently and I was there for a number of different reasons. I was there... Um, traveling with Pastor Chris to accompany her and speaking at a women's conference in a church and, and there to kind of glean and learn in this context. And that's good. There are all good reasons, but I actually believe there was one heavenly reason why God transported me from Sydney to Brisbane for this particular Sunday morning. On the Sunday morning church, I preached at a, a campus of Bridgman Down C3 Church. And as I preached her that morning, The daughter of a couple that live in this church um, happened to be in that service. She's actually been out of church for six years. It's been her parents' burden to pray for her those six years while she's been out of the body of Christ. And on this Sunday morning, through her parents' invitation, she found herself in church as I was there. And that Sunday morning, she returned to Christ on the altar. She accepted Christ back, and her life has just, it's gone, it's hit a tipping point, and the blessing of God's coming on it, and he's orchestrating things in her favor. And I just knew in that moment, Lord, that is why you brought me to Brisbane. I just got a fresh perspective on how much everyone matters to him, that he would literally relocate me from Sydney to Brisbane for this one life because she matters so much to him, because her parents have prayed so much for her, because the Connect Group has prayed so much for her that he would literally bring me from Sydney to Brisbane just for that moment to stand in front of her and call her back to Christ. He knows everyone matters so much to him. That's what God does. That is the very nature of God. I completely believe it. I honestly believe that is why I was in Brisbane, way more so than any big whatever reasons. That's why I was in Brisbane. And it's worth it. It's worth it. That's what God does. Come on, let's thank God here tonight. Everyone matters. Job 9.32 says, For God is not a mere man as I am, that I should answer him, that we should come together in court. There is no umpire between us who might lay his hand upon us both. For God is not a mere man. I just want to remind us, this vision builders, that God is not a mere man. We're not equal to God. Here's the kind of stu- um, current readout on the world in terms of relating to God. In the absence of the fear of God, our world assumes a license to accuse and debate with God. Maybe you've, you've observed that amongst your colleagues at work or in the media. It's amazing the license that people take. We are not equal to God. And in the familiarity of the church and within our relationship, we assume when we apply God's law, which is appointed for our freedom, and when we will not because familiarity and a lack of fear of God can also reign in the church. In today's modern climate, there's very little sense of the fear of God, which directly hamstrings our need for him. There's a reason that we're meant to reverentially fear God. It's to remind us how much we desperately need Him. And in a world that's becoming uh, increasingly complacent in towards its fear of God, it's actually hamstringing their need for Him. And it's our need for Him that brings us onto our knees so that we get to the point of salvation. It's our need for Him that puts us on the altar like we did at the beginning of the night. When we actually get up out of our apathy and we agree, God, I need to invite you into this part of my world world because I can't do it on my world on my own. Church, who knows? It's absolutely imperative that we need God and that we recognize that we need God. This is my prayer that this world would not forget. Or or that the fog wouldn't cloud their minds so much that they don't realise how much they need God desperately. He's the only thing that can take us from this life into eternity. It's through Jesus Christ. We desperately need Him, right? Isn't that the truth? We're not equal to God. The world would like us to think that we're equal to God, but we are not, my friends, equal to God. And this is why human nature is self-absorbed. Heavenly nature is sacrificial is it's completely different. And at this Vision Builders, it is the prayer of my heart for myself and for us corporately here at Silverwater that we would take on the nature of heaven, that we would pray. I pray that we would think like God, this Vision Builders, that we would actually not move out of that focus on earthly things and lift our eyes up to see a heavenly perspective, that like God, we would move out of that self-absorbed place and we would be called into a sacrificial place, that we would adopt heaven's nature, this vision builders, that we would be like God, this vision builders, and actually give and care and love a little bit out of our apathy that would get up and agree and be a part of partnering with and being the answer. Who wants to be a part of reflecting the Lord's heart? This vision builders, come on, let's thank God here tonight. for God is not a mere man, as the scripture says. He is not consumed with himself. He carries the world in his heart and its salvation. In fact, Desire 55, 8 says, I don't think the way you think, the way you work isn't the way I work. And who's grateful for that? Who's grateful that there's a higher way, that he's drawing us up to a higher existence. He's calling us up to a greater way of being. You know, this vision, I builders, I pray that we would think like God, that we would catch the heart of heaven, that everyone matters, that we'd be moved with the heart of heaven. You know, the dinner is not about what we wear. <laughs> it's not about where we park. It's not about how we get there. It's about yielding to that heavenly burden. It's about adopting that heavenly burden for ourselves, that we would be part of the answer for mankind, that we would give what we could give. Because man, it makes a difference. It really makes a difference. If there's no building, where will the future church come? If there's no place, when someone wants to come and find Christ, where will they come? If these doors aren't here for them to walk through, if this altar isn't here for them to yield their life on, then where will they go to find Christ? Where is the light on a hill if it doesn't exist? This is the difference that vision builders makes. It's a building for people to come and find Christ. It's an altar for people to yield their life. And you, my friends, are part of making this place exist. And I thank you for that. And I salute you for that, this vision. Builders. Vision Builders amplifies and mobilizes the message of Jesus through TV, through community work, through purchasing and extending buildings. You know, David Yonggi Cho made this statement. He said, a girl whose name I don't remember, introduced me to the man I will never forget, Jesus. Even Dr. David Yonggi Cho He can't remember the girl's name. The girl can't even probably remember him. But look who that man became. Look at the church. Thank you, Leon. Help a sister out. (laughs) It's not church if I don't cry. It's becoming very normal. How cool is that? David Yonggi Cho, one of the biggest churches, I think the biggest church in the world. He can't remember that girl. But he remembers Jesus, and he's grateful for that. They don't need to know my name. They need to know his name. They may never know our names, but only that they may know his name. Amen? 1 Timothy 5.7. He wants not only us, but everyone saved you know. That's pretty inclusive. Everyone saved you know. Who are those people? I know you carry them in your heart. Mother, brother, sister, auntie, uncle. Who are those people that you carry in your heart, that get you up in the middle of the night to pray, that burden you as you're driving, you're considering them, you're thinking about them, you're thinking about their future. Who are those ones? Everyone you know would be saved. That is the heart of heaven. He wants Bankstown to be saved. He wants Parramatta to be saved. He wants Auburn. He wants Maryland. He wants Silverwater. He wants your backyard. He wants your main street. He wants your workplace. He's completely inclusive. This vision is for world domination in Jesus' name. (laughs) Everyone to get to know the truth, we've learned that there's one God and only one and one priest mediator between God and us, Jesus, who offered himself in exchange for everyone held captive by sin to set them all free. Eventually, the news is going to get out. This and this only has been my appointed work, getting this news to those who have never heard of God and explaining how it works by simple faith and plain truth. Eventually, this news is going to get out, my friends. Eventually, this news is going to get out. The Bible is clear. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. But here's the important detail, friends, is that there is an expiry date on Jesus. There is a day he will come back. There is an expiry date on the the grace of this message. You know that God has stretched it out as long as he possibly could. You know, it's interesting because it was said right back in Old Testament times it was made very clear that Jesus was going to come back. So even that community that heard the scriptures firsthand, there was an urgency even back then. But we're talking hundreds of years have passed where the message of the urgency of Jesus' return has continued but the fire is not meant to lift from the urgency because we know there is an expiry date. There is a moment where he will return and he will draw all men unto himself. He'll lift up those that know him. He'll lift up those that believe. And as the scriptures said, the others will remain and they'll face a, a season of terrible trials. Now, we do not I'm no end times preacher, but there is a heat turning up on the earth. Can you not feel it? I'm no end times preacher, but I know that we're meant to live like Jesus is coming back really soon. It doesn't matter when he's actually coming back, that actually is, regardless of that, we're meant to live with an urgency in our spirit that he is coming back and there is an expiry date for mankind. We're not meant to get lulled into the apathy of the world. We're not meant to be like the world that equates himself to God. We're meant to be compelled by that burden, compelled by that truth, that we wouldn't fall into that lull, but rather we would rise above it with a heavenly perspective and represent Jesus well in the earth, in this time, in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, give him a shout of praise here tonight. So I'm going to play this clip tonight. I'm not endorsing this film it's a little bit b-grade hollywood but it's really interesting to see um the rapture in our modern age because you know we think of the rapture we think years and years and years away and but it's really interesting to see it in a modern setting and just to let us be moved by that the scriptures fulfilled in a modding setting because we're actually meant to live like it's coming any minute now so let's have a look at this Hi, Mom. Chloe, welcome home. So, is everything set for Dad's surprise party? Uh, He got called into work.
1: Can I buy you a coffee? I'm waiting for someone. Ah. My dad. Hi, sweetheart. Welcome aboard PanCon Flight 257 to London. My time today will be six hours and 30 minutes. I love you. plane has simply vanished. Chris, let me in! Chris! Free me. I know you all want answers, and believe me, so do I, and I'll do my best to get them. I heard some doctors talking. It's not just here, it's all over the world. One of these days, the sky's gonna break Chloe, are you okay? Yeah, but Mom and Rami, they're both gone One of these days, the mountains are gonna fall into no! Irene knew this was coming, the way it happened How could she know that? Only he took them to protect them from the darkest time in the history of this world Do something like this. We all have a right to know we're gonna die. We're to die. I have no spoilers, no flaps, no elevators, and if I run this thing dry, no reverse thrust. I need some room. I just really need you to know how much I love you, no matter what happens. Like the end of the world one of these days the sky's gonna break and everything will escape and i know
0: now i'm not playing that to impart fear tonight on the contrary we're in christ we know who he is we know his love we know his peace in fact it won't be fear uh, although in some cases it will mostly it's his kindness that leads people Uh, to repentance. And mostly it will be his great love, his incomparable love that will draw people to himself. And I believe there is an outpouring on the earth right now of his magnificent power that will only increase more of his love. I believe there'll be more and more outpoured as the heat turns up on the earth. There'll be more and more of heaven's love outpoured because it's his great... Desire and burden to draw all men unto Himself, and I just know there's an urgency in His heart to draw each one to Himself, and I just play that just to to put it out and before our eyes and remind us that the time, the clock is ticking, and there is urgency in this hour. But I just know that we we carry a burden best when it's family, right? It's interesting. There's a different burden when it's the ones that we love, and I don't believe we're meant to carry the whole world. That's Jesus' job. But there are ones in our heart in our lives, that there is a literal burden that's been placed and we need to respond to that. That's our job, to respond to the burden, the burden of compassion that comes, that we will be moved by compassion and not lulled into sleep. Please don't be found sleeping, church. It says in Matthew twenty-four, forty-two. therefore stay awake, for you do not know, you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. We need to be roused in this day and in this hour. And it is the burden, like family, that moves us more than anything in the midst of Job's pain and despair, in Job 16, 21, he says this, Oh, that there were one who might plead for a man with God and that he might maintain his right with him as a son of man pleads with or for his neighbor. As a son pleads for his neighbor. For me, that speaks of family. We plead differently when it's for family. Oh, the cry that comes out of us when it's for family is like nothing else. We're moved because they're literally a part of us. There's a burden that we carry differently when it's family. I remember when my little girl, Sienna, who's almost nine now, she was five weeks old. She had a terrible fall. She was sitting in a little rocker and she fell off um, a couple meters off the ground, face first onto a tiled floor. And as I went to her and shifted the chair and swept her up into my arms, my first child, the thoughts that ran through my mind, I almost passed out because I was so overcome by these feelings of great terror, actually, that I damaged my newborn little baby. I was so under Done oh his hysterical on the phone. To my husband, we raced off to the hospital. The remarkable thing was that it was one tiny little bruise, and she was otherwise that it's like the weight of the blow was taken by the chair, and she was remarkably untouched. But the urgency I felt in that moment to get her to the hospital and make sure everything was okay it's like the clock slows down, and everything moves into this other sphere. The urgency of that hour when they're, they're part of us, they're flesh and blood, and you know, really to adopt the heart of heaven is to take on. On that kind of urgency for mankind, maybe not for the whole world, maybe not for your entire workplace, but for the ones that really matter to you. We can represent Christ to the ones that are like family to us, the ones that we carry in our heart. We have license with them. We can say things that other people can't say to them because we have the rapport of family. There's a different net underneath us when they're family. Sometimes it makes it hard to speak as well. But boy, will we pray when they're in our hearts and don't underestimate Estimate the power of those prayers to shift and turn a circumstance and release the power of heaven into those places. You know, um, I was going through my garage just the other day and, you know, this will mean nothing to you, nothing to anyone in this room, but this is one of my um, my nine-year-old baby's newborn tops that she wore. This means nothing to you. It looks like a doll's cloth. You, you couldn't care less if it got burned or put in the bin or whatever, but my heart Is woven into the fabric of this piece because it reminds me of when she was a tiny baby. It's so precious to me. I was going through the garage, I'm gonna ask the band to come, uh, to try and, you know, get offload some of the kids' clothes and stuff like that. And a few tears may have rolled down my cheek. I don't know if my husband will ever really understand this, it's a bit of a mother thing. But it's like each clothing, I remember my child in it. I remember what they look like. I remember squeezing them and holding them. And it's like even the clothing, because it takes me back to that place and it means they mean so much to me, I, it's like oh, I can't even let go of it. So I, I sifted through the stuff really quick and I kind of made a pile and I thought to myself, Hartley, you better get rid of this really quickly. Otherwise, it's going to sit in the garage for the next 10 years because I can't let go of it because it represents my children. I did keep one box. One treasure chest, and I, I was. I got really liberal in the end. I was like, Oh, I love that one! Oh, I love that one! I just dumped all these things in there and I'll sort it out at a later date. But there's something different when they're ours and they're a part of us, and no one will even care. It's like that could be anybody's piece of clothing, but I care because of the memories, and, and the love, and the season, and the sacredness that it represents. And it's my prayer that this vision builders, the heart of heaven, because God cares about everyone. He cares about this like he cares about you because everyone matters to him. Everyone matters to him. Everyone is sacred and special and a child unto himself. Everyone, every face. Every life right across the face of the earth, they matter to heaven and therefore they should matter to us. If we're to represent our heavenly father, if we're to represent him well in these days and the hours, then let's rise up this vision builders. Let's adopt heaven's heart and let's love and carry and fight for like he does because the clock is ticking. Jesus is coming any moment now and we can't afford to lapse in this time where his representatives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. For there is only one, one God, and only one, one one mediator between God and men, that man, Christ Jesus. That's what we're offering the world. We're not equal to God. He is. He's a part of heaven sent to earth to mediate on our behalf. He washes away the sins of the world. He makes us clean so that we could be upright and standing before our God. He's God on earth, Emmanuel. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Why don't you just close your eyes right across this room. And I want to ask in this place tonight, if there's anyone sitting here and you're not in right relationship with Christ, Sometimes you've known about God, you've been familiar with the house of God, but you've drifted, you've found yourself entangled with different ways of living, and you know that you're not upright and and, and clear and centred in Christ. And tonight, I want to ask if you're sitting in this room and you need to return to Christ tonight, that you would raise your hand in a moment so that I could see you and pray with you here tonight. Or maybe you've never prayed that prayer before. Maybe this is quite a new thing in the house of God tonight. Well, I wanna pray with you that you would be sure you'd be centered in Christ. There'd be no doubt, no fear, no apprehension, no beating of the heart. When we're in Christ, we're in peace. We rest, we're in relationship. We know the voice of the shepherd. This is how you know that you're in Christ. If you've never prayed that prayer before, if you've drifted, or if for any reason you're unsure and you wanna get sure in this place tonight, you need to get back on the same page. These are not times in the earth to be unsure. And he is desperately wanting to be in relationship with you. Everything was done. Jesus was sent so that you would be in relationship with him. So tonight, right across this room, if you need to lift your hand and and, and pray with me tonight. I want to ask you to lift your hand so that it's clear. Nat, I want you to pray with me tonight. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to be confident that I'm in right standing before Christ tonight. No doubt, no uncertainty, absolute, 100%. I'm in Christ here tonight. So right where you are, wherever you are seated, I just want you to lift up your hand. Lift up your hand nice and high so I can see it. I'm gonna invite you to come and stand with me so that I can pray with you tonight. Just lift your hand up nice and high. If you need to return to Christ tonight, if you need to pray a prayer, Jesus come into my heart. I've drifted, I've found myself off course. This is not a terrible thing to do. This is a wonderful thing to do. We'll celebrate with you tonight, we'll champion you tonight. You can never return to the altar too many times. The most important thing is that you just come, you just come, you just come so that you're sure, you're confident you're in Christ. So right where you're sitting, just lift your hand up nice and high and I'll see you tonight. And I'll pray with you. Doesn't matter how good a Christian you are. If you're not in Christ, if you're not in relationship with Him, then what does it even matter? religion doesn't count for anything. On that day when we graduate from this life into eternity, the very thing that will distinguish us as followers of Christ is that we believe and are saved. It will not be the religion. It will not be showing up to the house of God. In that clip, it was the pastor who had remained because he did not believe. When the rapture came, he did not believe. But tonight... You can lift your hand and pray and declare, "I believe, I receive, I need Christ in this place tonight." So one more time, right across this room, consider in your heart and be confident in sure that you're in Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord. Why don't you just look at me for a moment, church? And I'll ask you one more question. If in Christ, if you're confident of your salvation, I just wanted a declaration, if you could lift your hands right across the room tonight, if you're in Christ, if you're confident of your salvation, you know that you're saved, you know that you're free, it is well with your soul, you know Christ here tonight, I want you to lift your hand nice and high it's a wonderful thing, what a great gift we have, never to be taken for granted, thank God that we know him, thank God that he sent his son thank God that we know his son in this place tonight, right across this room. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. Lord, we just thank you for our salvation. Lord, we thank you for the gift of salvation. And Lord, we pray that you would mobilize us, Lord, the people of C3 Silverwater. Lord, we pray that we would not be intimidated. We pray that we would be emboldened by your spirit to go about your works in the earth, Lord, to represent you well, Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that your words would be in our mouth that our eyes would be awakened to see opportunities, Lord, and that when opportunity comes, when the door swings open, that we would not be intimidated, we would not be fearful, we would not back down, we would not sway to the left or the right, but we would step up and we would represent you well, led by your Spirit, emboldened by your Spirit. And, Lord, I thank you for the burden of the ones we love. Lord, I thank you for the mums and the dads, the brothers and the sisters, the aunties and the uncles, the ones that we love, the partners that we love, that did not yet know you. Lord, I pray that we would we would honour the burden. We would respond to the burden. That we would call out in this day and in this hour. That we would pray unceasingly, Lord. We would pray, fueled by faith, led by your Spirit. And we would see, we would watch them come. We would watch them coming through those doors. We would watch them fill those seats. And we would watch them encounter you, Lord, and receive you in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you, God. We agree with you, Lord, in this day and in this hour. We're representing you, Lord. We're running with you for your cause In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. How we bless you, Lord. How we magnify you, God. Jesus, we lift you up.
1: Jesus. Nothing else can satisfy my heart. Oh, we want is more of You. For the Lord is good, and His love endures. Yes, the Lord is good forever, and Thou shalt. Yes, Lord is good. Come on, let's bless him. Forever. He's worthy of our praise. For the Lord, oh, Lord. is good. we lift you up. Yes, the Lord. You're so good, you're so kind. is good. For the Lord is good. Lord Oh, the this... We want